did everything that we want him to do. But how much are you doing that he wants you to do, people of God? Our current beliefs have got to be firmly rooted in God and built up and upon what he says about any situation in our lives. That's one of the ways that we do that. The other way is to trust God in everything. Trust him enough to act accordingly on everything that he told us to do. Yeah, yeah. No matter how insignificant that may be, no matter how inconvenient that may be, but trust him enough to act accordingly because our steps have been ordered by him. He has planned and purpose for us from the foundation of the world. Yes. Hallelujah. He's got it all laid out. Right. Yeah. You know, in the mornings when, when, when you go to work or perhaps the night before, uh, most of us would do that and, and you'd, lay, you'd get your stuff ready and lay it out so that you'd be ready to go the next day and you wouldn't have to go through a whole lot of, you know, jumping through hoops and machinations and all of that. You can just get up and get yourself together and get dressed and you can head out the door and make sure that you got to your, you know, your appointment to your job and, and all of that. You got there on time, if not before time. Well, we should be able to do that in the spiritual realm also. So now I'm going to give you, and I love acronyms. I love acronyms because that's a way for me to be able to tap in and to really lay hold and get firmly rooted in my mind and in my spirit and in my heart, something that the Lord wants me to do. So I'm going to give you an acronym this morning. And an acronym is, is an abbreviation that's formed from the initial letters of other words and pronounced as a word. You don't have to write that down. Right? They're going to say, well, who told you that? Believe it or not, I got that. I asked Siri what the definition of an acronym was. And that's what an acronym is. All right, so now this acronym that I'm going to give you this morning, and I, and I want you to lay hold of that, the, the word that I'm going to tell you first is lose. Hey, let me spell it for you, L-O-S-E. Uh-oh. Well, that's, that, that, that's not in my vocabulary. I'm not going to do that. Lose, lose, lose. Now, here we are. The American Dictionary of the English Language by Noah Webster, 1828, defines the word lose as, and this is the 18th definition that he gives there, is to fail to obtain, to forfeit anything, and not to win. That's what Noah Webster defines in the American Dictionary, defines the word lose as. However... Everybody say, however, Amen. however, as kingdom people, children of the most high God, and joint heirs together with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the opposite of that should be true. So our job as kingdom people, children of the most high God, is to gain and maintain all that Jesus provided for us, through the finished work of the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody ought to say amen to that. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So our job now is to know that we have not forfeited anything, but that our godliness with contentment is great gain. That's from 1 Peter, first, excuse me, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. So we're not forfeiting anything when it comes to the things of God. Hallelujah. Yes. We want everything that God has already provided for us. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And then I'm sure you want some of what everybody else has, what God has provided for everybody else that is, is, is just too uh, unconcerned or too, if you will, spiritually lazy to tap in and to receive from themselves. I know you want theirs too, all right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So when we, 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 we know that we have not forfeited anything when it comes to the, to the kingdom of God, then we need to know that we have already had the surpassing victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. Now, I gave you that word, and I said it was an acronym, the word lose. So now this is what we must continue to do if we are going to put our faith into action, people of God. All right, here we go. I'm going to spell it for you. L means listen, means to listen. You have got to listen to his voice, to the Lord's voice. You must listen to him. Oh, and then in order for you to put that in, into action, you must obey. Obey God's message because it has not changed. But then what he calls us to do is to be active in our obedience to him. I want to say that again. Obey God's message because it has not changed. He calls us to be active in our obedience to him. We all have children, grandchildren, someone that you're responsible for perhaps on your job. You might be the lead person or supervisor. You have some, uh, some uh, responsibilities there as well. And I'm sure that you... Uh, you, you require all of those that are under your charge to be obedient and to put into action and be active in everything that you tell them to do. The next letter, S, stand. Stand. In other words, we just need to persevere. Because when we persevere, then we will be perfect and complete in the will of God. Stand and persevere. When we are able to do that, then we will be perfect and complete in the will of God. Now, I'm going to give you these again in just a moment. And the next letter is E, expect. Expect. Expect God to do what everyone else thinks is impossible. <laughs> yeah. Don't estimate, don't underestimate God. Because he will show up and show out when you least expect him to. That's one of the wonderful and most marvelous things about our Lord. Hallelujah. And if you're always in his presence, hallelujah, he will always show up and show out in your behalf. And that's something that we all ought to do on a daily basis. So we're going to listen to his voice. We're going to obey his message. We're going to stand and persevere so that we will be perfect and complete in his will. And we're going to expect God to do what everyone else thinks is impossible. And I think a whole lot of people of God, amen, they're not willing to put their faith into action in that regard and to step out in that. Because they will go and say, well, the Lord told me to do this. What do you think about that? You know, and if the evil portrait comes back, I don't know. Oh, that's something wrong about that. I don't think the Lord would tell you to do something like that. And then you just, okay, and you just go on to the next thing. You just keep stumbling around and stumbling in the dark. 
But seeing and believing what God sees is different than what anybody else sees. Glory be to, I have to say that again. Seeing and believing what God sees is different than what anybody else sees. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, here's, here's a little bit. We could all be looking at the same thing, the same object. Some of us are more trained in looking at things in detail, you know, in looking at things in depth. And then there are other people who just will just take something and they just see what's on the surface, but they're not trained or don't have a desire to look at things in depth and in detail. And sometimes by my looking in, at things in detail, I get a whole, I get in a whole lot of trouble with, but I'm not calling any names because I, <laughs> because, amen, hallelujah, glory be to God. This is going on the Words for Life, it's going on the broadcast, amen, hallelujah. But that's just me. So we need to train ourselves to look at things in detail. Because, have you ever heard this expression, you know, that um, uh, if you've ever been in a meeting on your job or you've been tasked with an, an, an assignment and all of that in the lead person, perhaps your supervisor, they will, they will cast that vision and they will tell you, well, this is what we need to accomplish. And they'll just get up and walk out of the room. And, you know, everybody that's a part of that particular team, now they have to come together, bring their expertise together, and try to figure out how can we accomplish it, accomplish this, you know, with a with a minimum amount of angst, angst on our part. So one of the things people say, well, you know what? The devil is in the details. That's a common expression. So I like to say it this way: God will always show to us in very explicit detail. You see, because the devil is the one who will try to mess up those explicit things that the Lord is trying to show you that's not surface, that's laying on the surface. He will show you what's beneath the surface, that only your eyes can see, that only your ears can hear, and only that which your heart can feel. And when the Lord does that, you need to take what he's shown you in that regard, everything that your ears have heard, your eyes have seen, your heart has felt. Take that, couple it with your faith, and put it into action. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Seeing things the way God sees them, it's tantamount to, and it's paramount to putting your faith into action and allowing it to work for you, people of God. So whenever somebody gets a hold of the word of God and finds out what their faith can do for them, but you have to be a, leave, be a believer, and then they dare to believe God, guess what? And this is not, this is not a, a new news to you, but it will come to pass. Right. Why? Because our God, hallelujah, glory be to God, is a God, hallelujah, of miraculous things. Right. Hallelujah. Upon entering the building this morning, or today, you exercise great faith that the architect and the engineer and the builder knew what they were doing when they designed and built this building. Isn't that right? So if you didn't have faith, then you'd be hiding under your chair right now. But even then, even if you were hiding under your chair right now, because perhaps maybe you didn't have faith in the architect or the engineer or the builder, 
and you got down on your knees and you hid, hide, hid under your chair, guess what? You'd be trusting the chair maker. And you'd be trusting the fact that he knew how to design that chair to support not only your weight, but the weight of all those people that will be sitting, that are sitting on that row along with you. And guess what? That's faith, folks. That's faith. And if you drive your car 65 miles an hour, you do so trusting that the engineers who drew the plans and the workers on the assembly line were men and women of responsibility and integrity, that the system will work, that when you hit that brake, the car is going to come to a screeching stop. So it really is an amazing thing, this world of faith in which we live. But the irony of all of that is, although we have faith in the boys at Ford or General Motors or Mercedes or, 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 or the Chrysler Corporation and in the maker of those chairs, when it comes to God, we get a little iffy and a little shaky. Those things ought not to be. Just say it out loud with me. Those things ought not to be. Even though we don't know how it works or even when it will come to pass, we're supposed to be those people who, like all of those in 2 Peter that I talked to you about, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, okay, we have to have faith in God that God's will shall be worked out ultimately and that it will always work out for our good. Hallelujah. We've just got to trust God. Our faith has to be in our Heavenly Father God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because faith says, Lord, I trust you in whatever you choose to do in this situation. You ever been backed up so far up into a corner and there was just no way out? You couldn't figure it out. You couldn't work it out. You couldn't plan it out, that you just throw your hands up and say, well, I'm just going to have to trust God. Well, hallelujah. Get yourself out of the way and just trust God anyhow and at all times, people of God. For genuine faith looks to do what is best for us. Genuine faith. God's faith in us, trust in us, looks to do what is best for us as even the days and the years go by. It's, that's not a one-time thing. That's right. Faith knows that God can be trusted. Yes. Mm. That's right. yeah. Did does God know that you can be trusted? Faith knows that God is able. Faith knows that God always knows best. Hallelujah. Remember back in the day, well, most of you probably don't. There was a show that came on. It was called Father Knows Best. Yeah. Well, our Heavenly Father, He knows best. He knows how, he knows how, he knows how. Faith knows that life is not always easy, but that God can be trusted to do that which is always right and for our good. Hallelujah. Genuine faith follows God. And a faith that won't allow God or follow God is no faith at all. I've got to say that again. A faith that won't follow God is no faith at all. Check yourself out in that statement, people of God. Are you following God? Continue to follow after him. A faith that won't trust God is no faith at all. A faith that won't obey God, even in the smallest of things, is not genuine faith at all. Yeah, some folk looking for him in the big things. 
but how about you follow him in the small things? Right. Proving time in the proving ground is in the small, minuscule, minute things that he tells you to do. Not of those great cataclysmic things that you hear in the roaring of the wind and in, 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 you know, the thundering of the lightning, but in those still small voices that you hear the Lord speaking to you in question. What do you see when you get up in the morning, people of God? You don't have to answer. Do you see something positive or do you see something negative? Well, many people get up and they see something negative. They see themselves going broke. They see themselves getting sick. They see themselves getting laid off. They see themselves losing everything. And they don't even expect to make it, even through the course of that day. And you know what? When you see yourself like that, when you begin to utter and voice those words like that, whenever you begin to let those words come out of your mouth around other folk, guess what? There are other people around you that are going to agree with that also. But let a person of faith, let a man or a woman of God, a child of God come along and say, well, I am believing God. And this is what God showed me. Yes, hallelujah. And I, you say, well, the Lord has told me that he wants me to have more than enough. He is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think. And guess what? All of those negative people around you, they're going to think that you're some kind of nut job. But if you have a negative mindset, get in agreement with all the negativity and things that they're saying, they're going to say, well, you know what? You're all right with me. You know what I found out? That misery loves company. And everybody in your circle may not be in your corner. Glory be to God. But real people of faith, they have something on the inside of them, way down here under their fifth rib that nobody else can see, that gets them up in the morning and puts them to bed at night. That thing is called faith and trust in Almighty God. It's something that motivates them during the day to the point where they will just not let go of it until it comes to pass. Those are the people that will just keep on dancing until it starts raining. Those are the people that always have an umbrella at their disposal because although it may not be raining right then, but they know that ultimately it's going to rain. Hallelujah. Abraham saw his son Isaac even if God had to raise him up from ashes, coming off of that mountain, that mountain and the name of that mountain was Mount Moriah, which means seen of God. He saw it. Hallelujah. Yeah, you're going to have to, hallelujah, see some things, see all things that God has shown you as well. And that caused Abraham's seed to become a mighty nation because Abraham would not back down off of his faith. Why was that so? Because God promised it to him. And Abraham held on to what God promised. And if you too don't let anything else, if you don't do anything else, hold on to what God has promised you. And put your faith into action, people of God. Just don't be willing to let go of that promise. So what did Abraham do? He held fast to his vision, and it came to pass. Now, your vision should always line up with what God's plan for your life is. Should always line up with that. 
That should be a principle that causes you to take God's word and make it a reality in your own life. The Bible in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says that the word was made flesh. In other words, the word spoken about Jesus coming into the earth was talked about since way back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 14, that one was coming and he would bruise the serpent's or the devil's head. And even the prophets of old kept speaking words about Jesus. And guess what? Eventually, and the Bible calls that the fullness of time, the word became flesh. Whatever God's shown you in a vision, you keep speaking it, and ultimately that thing will become flesh. Do you realize what that says to us? It says that if we just keep on believing, keep on trusting, keep on speaking the word of God in spite of negative circumstances, eventually it too will become. Become. It will become what it said it will, and it will be a reality. And you'll see it with your own eyes, and you'll be able to hold it. You'll be able to enjoy it. You'll be able to live in it. You'll be able to drive in it. You'll be able to wear it. You'll be able to get it by the arm and go skipping, uh, tiptoeing through the tulips with, with that person. Hallelujah. Yeah. You'll be able to come in on Sunday morning, just flip that light switch. Hallelujah. And say, hallelujah. See what marvelous things the Lord has done. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Let me ask you a question. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. You'll be the one that has to praise God, and you will be able to praise God for it. How many times have you seen it on the inside long before it manifested on the outside? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Faith operates outside of the natural law. Hallelujah. So without faith, the things that you are hoping for will never happen. Say this after me. Without faith, it will never happen for me. So now I don't want you to forget two important facts. Hallelujah. And I want you to write these down. Hallelujah. Number one, we've got to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Faith is the identifying mark of every Christian. Faith is the identifying mark of every Christian. Faith is the act of believing and trusting and relying on God. Hallelujah. Let me just give you this, and, 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 and the message is coming to a close right now. In the early church, early on in Christianity, that word Christian was a word that was primarily used to describe our relationship with God. All right. But even before that, People of God were called believers before they were called Christians. And to believe is our chief duty and the fountain from which all other duties flow. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 29. Jesus said that you believe in him whom he has sent. So our success in life is measured by our faith. Hallelujah. Our success in life depends on our putting our faith into action. It is by faith that the things possible to God become possible to man. 
Because with God, all things are possible. All things are possible to him that believes. It is by faith that we overcome the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. It is by faith that we resist the devil, but resist him, the devil, and be firm in your faith. So unless you're willing to step out by faith and get your feet wet, you're not likely going to make much progress in living for Jesus and serving him, people of God. So you've got to step out in faith. Get your feet wet. Put your faith into action today. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword R-W-O-L-F-C to 77977 or through our free app. Search R. Wolf C. in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.